Hello world, this is Better Tech, a podcast where we chat with some of the most successful leaders about the latest industry developments. So join us as we explore the world reliant on tech. Hi Melissa, welcome to Better Tech. So can you kindly introduce yourself to our audience before we get into today's topic, which is around, you know, your journey, your leadership style? Yeah, thank you for inviting me to be on the podcast. Uh, my name is Melissa Acton Bazard, and I'm the CEO of Chameleon Technologies. And we are an IT staffing and solutions provider here in the Pacific Northwest. Great. So you just celebrated your 20 year anniversary with Chameleon, having worked for uh, the staffing firms along the way. Did you always have this entrepreneurial spirit, wanting to, you know, start something of your own? Yeah, thank you. It's pretty wild that it's already been 20 years, but yeah, I've always had that entrepreneurial bug from a young age. Um, I remember, you know, having the lemonade stand and doing different things to earn money as a young person. Um, but I started Chameleon when I was 28. So at a young age, I took uh, the big step leap of faith into starting a business um, spending only about five years in the industry prior to that. So it's kind of been a path my entire life and um, something that I've done all of my adult life. And was there some defining moment in your career and that, you know, led you to be where you are today? And also, what have you learned from it? Yeah, that's an interesting question now with the pandemic and everything that's happening in our world and then especially in our U.S. economy. Um, there's been many defining moments, and that's one thing as a business that's been around for 20 years is just the resilience that I've had to have as a business owner and as, as a company constantly reinventing ourselves. But early on, there was you know, obviously here in the U.S., we uh, dealt with 9-11. And then slightly after that, we had the whole dot-com fallout, which was a very challenging time um, to own a business. Uh, I had to move our office uh, into our homes. We had a small crew, a small team at that time. I went without a paycheck, even considered getting another job. It was just a very uh, challenging time as a small business owner. Um, but I refused to let go of my vision. And fortunately, at that time, um, we were brought on as a vendor, a select vendor for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. This is back in 2001. And that was really the catalyst and for getting us kind of over that hump and, and that downturn in the economy, and also allowed us to really regain momentum within the within the contract staffing space and kind of build back up our client base. So that following year, I was able to move my team back in and, and start to rebuild the business. And we quickly saw growth, but that's just one moment. I've survived several recessions now dealing with the pandemic. So there's, there's been lots of uh, defining moments and I learn from each and every one of those experiences. So how has the recent move to work from home, you know, um, really, has it affected how you deliver your staffing solutions? Has it been a challenge or is it something that, you know, you were fairly able to like circumvent and move along with it? 
Fortunately, it was easy for us to pivot and work from home because we use a lot of tools already as a business and a lot of um, our staffing as well as our, our custom project offerings are all built around technology. So that was easy. However, I think we missed that ongoing collaboration. That was something, you know, we already had team meetings, but just the the different moments in the office and collaboration that happens organically as you work together. I think it was um, figuring out ways to still create that synergy and collaboration from working from home. But as far as making the pivot, having the tools, having my team capable to do that, that was fairly easy. It's more just um, missing out on that human interaction of being in an office. And I don't, you're, I don't know where you're located, but here, you know, in Washington, um, most of the children are, are homeschooling. So that was a transition too for myself and my staff is figuring out how to balance that out and, and really creating a lot of flexibility to let my staff work, how it's gonna um, best align with their schedule and their family, but also meet the demands of the business. So yeah, easy transition, but obviously um, some, some growing pains in figuring out how we can continue to collaborate and have good synergy when we're not together. Right. And what, how would you define your leadership styles then? I mean, mine, especially during this time is um, we're a small business. So I have to take on obviously the responsibility of, of strategy and a heavy amount of operations, but I'm also there to really um, help my employees get through this. I have varying ages and genders and just helping with a variety of uh, emotional things that they're going through as well outside of just um, work life balance and team dynamics. There's a lot more to deal with. So my style has always been very hands-on. I'm very tactical in the business. Lead by example. I try to create balance in my own life. I don't want to fatigue my employees. I want them to have fun with the work, enjoy what they're doing, enjoy their colleagues and have a constant learning curve. So again, mine would be, you know, hands-on, being very empathetic, trying to engage with my staff, uh, but also leading by example. Those would be some of the, the main kind of philosophies of how I run my business and how I uh, lead my team. And you've been primarily making a name for yourself in the Pacific Northwest. Do you have any plans for a geographic expansion? You know... Based on, I mean, even now it's kind of shown us that um, we have this ability to expand throughout the country. So right now our clients are all over the country. We even have some clients uh, based up in Canada. So we've been able to grow and expand without actually having a physical location in different states. So I do, my, my whole philosophy around expansion has kind of shifted over the last couple of years and in particular with the pandemic. And I've seen a shift with my client and them being more open that with this new virtual world that we're living in and how we're communicating and our and our sales process and all the variances of how it's changed, that they also can partner with us being in Washington and still supporting their growing business. So really embracing technology and I'll continue to expand. I don't know if I'll actually open physical offices anywhere unless the demand um, from a particular client necessitates that I need to do that. But I think I will start to grow more nationally and potentially internationally. We, I know we've talked a little bit, we have a staffing business, which is the core of what we do. And then we have 
a project team in the data services space, but we also have a SaaS based product that we sell uh, to the staffing market. So that's been the real catalyst too for us growing our business all over the country and those partnerships continue to evolve. So it may end up being international as well. So now let's touch on the topic of diversity. You, I mean, you know, primarily men dominate the industry, but you're part of a small, the powerful group of women CEOs in the industry. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we as an industry can do to better support women who would like to stay in the industry and what advice would you give to them if somebody would like to start their own thing? Yeah, I mean, I think right now um, we're seeing a lot around equality and equity for for women in the technical uh, realm, but also just in general. And so women are standing strong and united, and we're already seeing that change start to happen with regards to gender equality and supporting women. Chameleon, obviously, as a company, we're woman-owned, and I put a heavy amount of emphasis on diversity. But I think the staffing industry, I mean, again, I told you my business is three-pronged, but starting out with staffing, I feel like there's been a lot more uh, flexibility regards to how people work, where they work from. Um, women balancing out family and work commitments more easily. And I think that even job sharing, um, more pay equity. So I think those are things that we're seeing now and topics that are front of mind and in the media. And we are seeing that shift. Uh, As far as my internal team, we have a lot of diversity as far as gender, ages, ethnicities. And that's important to me. I think in order to build a, a business, you need a lot of perspective from a variety of people. And I think that's how you build good process, good people, as well as good products. Absolutely. And speaking of that, what do you think your daughter would think looking back at you as a successful businesswoman? Well, I hope that I'm inspiring her to see that, you know, with vision, perseverance, resilience. I mean, really, you have the drive to do anything you want. I want her to be inspired to to follow her path and and know if she has an idea or a direction she wants to go as an adult that anything's possible. I'm hoping I'm inspiring her for, you know, just have a strong work ethic to see the importance I place on both my team, my business, as well as my family. That balance is extremely important to me. And really teaching her the power of resilience. I mean, this time right now with the pandemic and how it's impacted my businesses and my business and other businesses as well, just the ability to stay positive, stay focused, be resilient, pivot where you need to. I hope all those lessons she's able to consume and and bring those, you know, with her as she becomes an adult. What does to look up to? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's what you want to do. You want to inspire them. But obviously, everyone has a different path. And I don't know what hers is quite yet. I'm definitely pushing a lot of um, computer science and robotics, because she seems to have an interest there. And I'm all about empowering young girls to get in the STEM field. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, sure. So now I'm going to put you on the spot. And you know, we so ask you to tell us one thing about yourself that we already don't know and that others might find surprising? Well, I mean, one in particular that I talk about often is just 
I live in the Pacific Northwest here in a suburb outside of Seattle, and we have a lot of beauty here in Washington State, very lush trees, we're close to the ocean, lakes, and I love to take advantage of being outdoors. So camping, hiking, anything like that. And we're not talking glamping in an RV. I love to tent camp. So some people are surprised by that because I think a lot of people kind of shy away from um, tent camping. Now it seems like more people are doing RVs and whatnot. But for me, that's how I grew up. And I, I love being able to, to go out to a remote area with my family and friends and be able to camp and be in nature and completely disconnect from technology. Lastly, Melissa, so we're nearing the end of our podcast. How can the listeners listening to this podcast right now get in touch with you and your company? Yeah, so we're definitely on all the social feeds, but uh, our email, um, or excuse me, our website is uh, chameleontechinc.com, but we're on Twitter. Our handle is chameleon underscore tech. We're on LinkedIn. I'm easy to find there. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, but our website has all of our social handles and we're very easy and committed to quick follow-up. So anyone that wants to reach out, whether it's for networking or to learn more about our staffing services, our custom project offerings, or even our SaaS-based product that we sell, I'm quick to respond and I love to interact with people. That's how I've always grown my businesses through building out my network um, of other SMEs in the industry and most of my clients have become friends, so. Okay, thank you, Melissa, for taking all the time for this. That's all we have for our time today. Perfect, thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to speak with you and your audience and I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to WeatherTech. We look forward to bringing you the latest industry news in our next episode. In the meantime, check out our other episodes at techcell.com slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode.